to the Gridiron Show. It's week nine. Oh, week nine's just gone. It's week ten. There's a new world order in, in town, which is very disappointing. But the positivity continues on the Gridiron Show. We're, it's, as it's week ten, we are doing our mid-season awards. Mid-season awards including MVP, Rookie of the Year, and of course, the NFL's Billy Big Bulls. We'll have Matt Sherry from Gridiron. Will Gavin is here as well. I'm Ollie Hunter. And lest we not forget... The Mike White. We'll have your Twitter questions, your Twitter questions, and all of the latest news, including some shocking news in San Diego. Anyway, this has been The Gridiron Show. I don't know why I said this has been the Gridiron Show. It is still no. the Gridiron Show, but... Um, there, was, there was a lot about that intro that confused me. It sounded like you nearly were going to forget the Mike White at one point. Well, no, um, you'd leave Mike White to the end because he's the Mike White. He's the best. And then you went miles beyond where you needed to go on the actual intro itself. I, it was just very confusing to me. All right, mate. I don't do it as many, of, as many times as you do. As many often. As many... Uh, look. Look. Leave it out, man. <laughs> Uh, we've we've had some terrible news from across the pond. Let's all just let's all just move on. Let's you not are, move on course, because referring to the fact that the San Diego Chargers probably won't be staying in San Diego, right? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that that's exactly it. No, of course the big news, and we can't really do a show about American sports without referencing the way that America is taking the world and doing it up the bum. Um, it is a horrible situation to be in that a racist misogynist demagogue with no political experience who even on his business experience has completely ruined most businesses he's ever been involved in a dreadful human being is now the quote-unquote leader of the free world i woke up i i kind of napped throughout the first couple of hours of results and then i woke up about two o'clock and i immediately had that sinking middle of the night brexit feeling where you just could see it was coming the betting odds were slashed from he was 10 to 1 at seven o'clock last night he was evens by midnight and he was odds on by 1 30 yesterday morning uh it was just yeah this morning i genuinely woke up and thought i don't want to do the podcast because i don't want to do something that celebrates american culture right now and yeah. don't get me wrong, I understand that we voted for Brexit, not personally, but as a, as a nation. And I understand the fact that it is a protest vote and people weren't necessarily voting for the individual, but were voting because it was somebody who was non-political. But just all in all, uh, a bad day. I, uh, I heard somewhere uh, that the small amount of educated people are relying on the large amount of stupid people not to do a stupid thing and vote for the stupid decision. And they ended up doing that. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Feels a little harsh, but yeah, but potentially. Um, uh, the, the only NFL-related news to come out of this that is funny to me is, did you see Bill Belichick's press conference today? No. So Donald Trump at one of his final rallies in New Hampshire, a state which he ended up taking amazingly um was uh, he read out a letter from bill belichick in which bill belichick said uh congratulations on running a great campaign um i i I hope you'll do well my friend all that sort of thing um and uh you know of course trump was asked later to verify was that letter real not trump 
Belichick was uh, asked to verify was that letter real, was it, had he actually sent that? And so he did his press conference today ahead of their huge clash with the Seahawks this weekend. And he kind of went through and he said... It wasn't a political decision. He's someone I've known a very long time. I consider him a friend. People who know me will know I'm not a political person. Um, and, you know, he gave a good minute, 30 second explanation. And then at the end of that explanation, he, uh, he said this. It's not about politics, it's about football. We've got a huge game this week against a great football team, great organization. And that's where it all is going forward on Seattle. All right. Coach, were you uh, happy or annoyed that Trump read the letter? Seattle. Your team's always been good at keeping outside distractions on the outside. Given the nature of this presidential race, did you find it it, uh, helpful to talk to your players about this? Have any of your players talked to you about this? Are there any concerns about any locker room rancor as a result of this? What a douche. What an absolute douchebag. If there were not enough reasons to hate the Patriots already, there's another one. Oh, <laughs> well, my God. The fact that they had a letter go out supporting Trump, the fact that Tom Brady is openly a Trump supporter, all in all, very disappointing. And when you, Like, I know he's done this before. I know there was the famous occasion when they lost a couple of seasons ago and he refused to take any questions on the game itself. He just said, we're on Cincinnati, we're on Cincinnati, we're on Cincinnati... But even though I appreciate that he addressed the situation, there are obviously going to be further questions about it, about the reaction to the result, about everything else. And just to refuse to answer any questions and just say just the word Seattle back at them whenever anyone asked a question about it. Just what a douche. Yeah, man, that's disgraceful. Um, That encapsulates a lot. The, um, the other political news coming out of the US was the fact the Chargers are exploring their options after the stadium measure failed at ballot. Uh, overwhelmingly, they needed two-thirds to pass this, which was ridiculous in the first place uh, to pass Measure C, but ended up going 57-43 against, Ooh. according to the uh, results published by the San Diego County Register's office. Um, it's kind of unclear what they're going to do now. Dean Spanos came out and spoke afterwards saying, you know, he wants to see the percentages he wants to make a decision about whether or not you know he's a billionaire but he's not one of the richest owners in the league he potentially could fund this stadium himself but this was not an extreme measure this was mm. do you want to put two percent on top of hotel tax in order to pay for the new Chargers stadium i don't understand why anyone would be against that unless they don't want the team in san diego anymore and this felt not dissimilar to the, the general public vote overall but it felt like a protest vote it felt like a vote against politics it felt like a vote against the city theoretically paying for something and so i wouldn't be surprised if this is the end of the Chargers in san diego now but to be quite honest with you with how bad the uh, the rams are playing at the moment they could probably move to la next year join that new stadium in inglewood and become la number one team because at least they're a decent team to watch yeah i can't argue with that um i've i i mentioned on i i think i replied to uh graves richard graves's tweet and said what about the london charges imagine those baby blue uniforms over here <laughs> that's all you care about is the that's kit-watch. i mean hashtag kit watch but also where else could the charges end up what if oakland go to la uh, las vegas maybe the oakland charges you never know 
Uh, yeah, but that still would require the city of Oakland to pay for a stadium. Indeed, I it don't would. Think Indeed, it would. They're going yeah. to do that. Not, not for a team that's not the Raiders, which is you know synonymous with with Oakland. So yeah, yeah, fair point. Fair point. Right. So um, we've we've got obviously still coming up on the show. Now, are we doing three separate shows this week? Because are we going to do a separate um, preview show for the weekend's games? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Or do you just want to pick out two or three of your favourites at the end of this one and and just do a mini preview? I'm happy to do another one. And if you're not available to do it, I'll get Sherry down the line or Liam or whoever. Whoa, 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 what? You just suddenly putting words in my mouth that I'm not available? What is this? I'm, I'm not putting any words in your whoa, mouth. Whoa, whoa, why are you suddenly assuming that I'm not available and making plans with Sherry or whoever else that's going to do it? No, I'm going to have to make plans when you bugger off on the gridiron tour next week. So yeah, I'm just... man. Well, look, I'm sorry about that. I have to do that. Yeah, I, you need to get less chippy, buddy. Whoa. I was just giving you an option. I was just giving you an option. Whoa. You need to chill the f out. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I'm not available later this week. <laughs> no, 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 let's do let's do another show later this week. We could do perhaps this is live planning when we're going to do a show uh, Friday morning, maybe. Friday morning works for me perfectly. It means we can react to Thursday night football and do a bit of Friday. I've got the car on Friday as well, so I could come to you. Yeah, but it's all set up there. Well, it only means bringing a small amount of equipment to your house, but fine. Uh, I'll come (laughs) to you it's not far Uh, right so we've got our awards coming up thank you to everyone who sent one in to us we're going to be doing the MVP and surprise MVP contender rookie of the year who doesn't play for the Cowboys surprise of the year Uh, first coach to be fired not called Gus Bradley Uh, the 7 and 9 bullshit award Um, one standout player in a team full of rubbish the they were they are who we thought they were award the I'm on board the blank train uh, for your favourite bandwagon and the worst play caller award because that will make me laugh oh and of course the NFL's biggest Billy Big Bollocks all good yeah all good great we have got some bits of um, actual news to address but I'm concerned that the guys are ready and waiting for us to dial them up do you want to do the news off the back and do thursday night football and do the awards first or do you want to just let's, quickly let's do the awards through the news or we could litter the news in within the awards if it comes up we'll You're see crazy. how's that You're great crazy. no it's a perfect idea if it, if it comes up it comes up if it doesn't we'll do it off the back you're, you're a great man ollie hunter okay let's uh let's just put a little gap in here and Hi everyone, it's Dev off the radio here. We're doing a brand new podcast from LucasAid Sport called Running the Show. And I'm Sam Thompson from Made in Chelsea. I'll be joining Annoying slash being overly affectionate with Dev for the next 12 weeks as we both take up running for the first time. Make sure you join us on all your podcast providers to find out which one of us is killing the training and which one of us is hating every second. Probably me. I'll dial them up. Welcome to the 2016 mid-season, post-season Gridiron Award Show. The music has disappeared already. If I is my levels all wrong, Ollie? Again, is is it all gone to tits? Yeah, 
<laughs> but it's fine. Let's I think just... we just leave all that in and carry on. Yeah, that, uh, why don't we leave the previous eight minutes in as well? That's a great <laughs> idea. I don't think that should stay in. That should never be heard <laughs> by be, human ears. That will be uh, uh, the ghost pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ollie Hunter, Will Gavin, and sadly Matt Sherry is no longer joining us as advertised in the opening ten minutes of this podcast because he has a cot to build. Uh, important parenting decision. Yeah, his baby's not born yet. Of a podcast decision. Next time he asks me to write an article for the website that I'm not being paid for, I'm going, oh, sorry, I've just got a French table to make. Do you know what? 100%. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to make up some faffy excuse. Uh, yeah, I've just got to wash my tea towels. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've got to do. It's tea towel washing Tuesday. Sorry, man. <laughs> but one man who, despite already being a father, who would never bail on us, is the Mike White from BBC Radio Humberside, BBC Five Live this past weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, loving that. International Series games. He's gone national. He's gone blue tick. It's the Mike White. Evening, fellas. He's gone it's easier for me. How it, long would it's it It's easier for me not to go home, by the way, because I've got a 14-year-old, so I get less grief being on with you guys for an hour or so. Superb. I hope he listens to the podcast. It, of course. What, what team does he support? Does he support the 49ers like you? No, the Vikings. <laughs> oh, dear. It's all going downhill. Yeah. You can t- you can stop the music now if you want, Ollie. Classic ramp and then fade. Excellent work. Right, so, gentlemen, we've got lots to get to. Lots of various different awards. Um, I sent you these all out, so I hope you've all got some top answers. And, fingers crossed, we haven't all gone for the same thing for these. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with... <laughs> was going... a snort, Mike White? Why did <laughs> you might snort have been. there? It was meant to be a little <laughs> chuckle, but it ended up as a snort. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know you know what we need there, Ollie, is the asthma bit from uh, The Simpsons that we were discussing the other day. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey guys, my asthma's gone. <laughs> 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 I might be working The Simpsons into one of my answers, actually. Excellent. That's what I want to hear. Great spoiler alert. Uh, Right. So (laughs) let's just let's just crack on then, guys, and start off with the big one from the off. Because whoa, whoa, whoa! If this was an award show, you'd leave the big one to the end, wouldn't you? Well, I was kind of trying... Like, best actor. Why is it always best actor? No, it's best film at the end, isn't it? Yeah, best film at the end, exactly. I was thinking it more like a WWE pay-per-view where you start off with a big one and you end off with a big one. Okay, great. Um, You need to know these things before we go to the Royal Rumble, Ollie. The what? The Royal Rumble. Don't know what you're on about. I wish I'd waited to buy the tickets till now. Now that the Americans have voted in that orange nazi the pound was <laughs> <laughs> hashtag orange nazi <laughs> uh we've already discussed this in some depth uh mike white so there's no need for us to go into any further let's start off with your vp at the halfway point of the season now i specifically avoided tom brady on this one because i assumed that uh matt sherry would so before i offer this out to the should group, we do yeah, matt sherry's awards as well <laughs> should we just guess what he would have gone for Matt Sherry would definitely have gone for Tom Brady for this answer. Tom, Tom Brady, he's a great guy. Mike White, what have you gone for? Oh, I'm glad you've gone with me first then, because that means I can go for the... I, I'll give the honourable mentions first. I've got Derek Carr on the list. I've got Ugh. Julio Jones on the list. Man. And I did have Tom Brady with a question mark, but I've gone the obvious, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Six and three side, 2,980 yards, 23 touchdowns and just four interceptions. How good are they looking right now? And in turn, how good is he looking? MVP all the way. 
Um, I'm afraid that I have also gone for Matt Ryan. If he does, like if Brady, his four game pace is insane. And if he does it for 12, then it's a very different conversation. But this is mid-season. And so far, Matt Ryan has been the best player in the NFL over nine weeks. Ollie, have you taken anybody else? Well, I want to thank you. First of all, let's start by saying, leave Tom Brady alone. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's a great guy. It's enough. It's enough. I have not gone Tom Brady. I've gone Matt Ryan. It, it, there's no one else. He has been the best player. He's cut out the mistakes, and he's performing. He's making everybody else around him perform better. When Tevin Coleman comes back, it will be even better for the Falcons. So they're... Oh. He's been insane out of the yeah. backfield, Tevin yeah. Coleman. But this is why I also put into this category surprise MVP contender as well. Because mm. Matt Ryan, even though he is a surprise before the season, seems like the obvious choice. So did everyone else come up with somebody that they thought, do you know what, if they have a great second half to the year, they may just steal it? I've got a, good, well, I've got a surprise one. Whether it's a good one, I'll let you judge that one. <laughs> Go on, Mike White. Matt Stafford. Oh, will you stop stealing my answers, Mike White? Sorry. But he is. If you look at the stats, he's close to the top in probably all the relevant ones. 18 touchdowns. um, Fourth-ranked quarterback at the moment. Works for me in terms of touchdowns. I've got one. Look, just to pile on the Matt Stafford love first. Lions have been behind late in the fourth quarter of all nine games, yet won five of them. We said this on the last pod, but only one other team has been behind in every game in the fourth quarter. The Cleveland Browns. Without Megatron, with no true number one receiver, with no superstar tight ends, with injuries in the run game, with a crap defence riddled with injuries, forcing him to throw constantly. Matt Stafford has been money. Uh, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. I, I agree. And you look at Sunday when they got back in it to get that the game time field goal look at the composure he showed and the way he managed that offence to get them because they only had what 30 odd seconds left to get them in the position to be able to get get that field goal and get set up for it that for me showed the progression he's made and the step up where in the past we've seen him flap haven't we so that's why he's on my list now when we talk about the surprise MVP contender is it so far or is it someone that you predict could then uh, go on to becoming the MVP all Either of these or. open to interpretation. Okay, so if it's the latter, it, it also also counts a bit for the former as well. I I don't think you can look too far away from Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, hello. He's been he's been incredible, albeit with a great offensive line. So, uh, so many so many yards from scrimmage. Okay, not as much as David Johnson, who I also think if he has an incredible second half to the season. Uh, manages to push the the um, the Cardinals into the playoffs. He could also be a, a contender. He's had over eleven hundred yards from scrimmage. Ezekiel Elliott has the most uh, rushing yards so far out of anybody in the league. He's I, I know he's very he's, he'll most likely be the offensive rookie of the year, but he, he's in the MVP MVP candidate, especially if he takes helps to take them uh, with either Dak or Romo to the to the playoffs and uh, and the first seed. So no votes for Colin Kaepernick then. Move on. <laughs> uh, Don't get me started. Next award. Should we do the award music as we do all the awards, Ollie? Yeah. Next award is your rookie of the year who doesn't play for the Cowboys. 
obviously we put the caveat into this one because Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott are very much leading the way in the offensive Rookie of the Year standings. We just compile the two into Rookie of the Year. So, Wally Hunter, who is your Rookie of the Year at the mid-season point who doesn't play for Dallas? Do you know what? I think it's been a pretty poor rookie class. No one's really Ooh. stood out apart from those two guys that that, that that we've mentioned, Dak and Ezekiel. I am on first first name terms. Um, I think Zeke. Zeke, before his injury, Will Fuller uh, had played pretty well uh, and looked decent at you know, punt return, a, a couple of touchdowns, was rivaling uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But I don't think he's he's had the uh, the consistency throughout, and plus he has had that injury. Doesn't help that he's got Brock Osweiler behind him. So I'm struggling on this one. Uh, perhaps Fuller, Jalen Ramsey's been the only good thing of the Jags' defense. I, I, it, it's it's me, a really tough one for me. For me, there is a nailed-on candidate. Go on, then. Absolutely hardcore nailed on. In four and a half games and just 236 snaps, this person has 30 quarterback pressures, four sacks, 10 defensive stops. Oh, yeah, he's, okay. He's going to line up on both sides of the defensive line. He lines up at defensive end and outside linebacker. He has completely transformed this defense since he came back in. It's Joey Bosa, hands down, for me. And, uh, sorry, I forgot yeah. about him. He's the guy that I said in our preseason prediction uh, show would be the defensive I think I said the the rookie of the year I think even the rookie of the year but definitely he'll be the defensive rookie of the year I said this you all laughed me out Mike White you did as well even though you weren't here you laughed me out <laughs> I probably did you laughed oh he's going to miss all this time we don't know when he's going to be back he's been brilliant He's he will rival JJ Watt in years to come he's that good and I think here's, here's my feeling on Joey Bosa I think he would have been a better pick for the Dallas Cowboys than Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, mate. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. That, that is just absolutely... The guy is drunk! <laughs> even just with the... hindsight, you say that. Even with hindsight, I say that. Ezekiel Elliott has been very, very impressive. But much like das Dak Prescott, he has been put into the perfect situation. And as we saw with DeMarco Murray before, that offensive line, when they're playing up to a decent standard and have a workable quarterback back there, you feel like they could have got a running back elsewhere. Running back shelf life is four or five years for most running backs. It's very mm. rare you get a Frank Gore-type player. Joey Bosa looks like someone who could do dominate on the defensive side of the ball for 10, 12 years to come. I know we're projecting ahead a bit here, but right now, I think like when we look back on their careers, Joey Bosa would have had more of an impact for the Cowboys than Ezekiel Elliott is having overall in his career. I think Joey Bosa, they're desperate for pass rush there. If they had a good defense as well, they'd be my Super Bowl favorites right and now. If you think about... Uh, the Chargers new stadium which we, we spoke about at the top of the show Mike um, if you think about them moving to a new city a new uh, becoming a not a new franchise but they need that star power like well Jared Goff was meant to have been for the Rams he he won't play now until they fall out of contention in uh, from the playoffs which might be next week but which is again that's a, a strange situation I, I mentioned it in my Tuesday morning touchdown that Todd Gurley needs Jareth Goff to be playing. I digress, but Joey Bosa is that kind of guy that you can, that poster boy guy that you can um, pin a, a city's hopes on almost because he's that good. He could be that good. He's, as I said, he's the next JJ Watt. Right, guys, let's move on to whoa, whoa, the whoa, next. What about Mike White? He hasn't done his. Oh, I thought Mike White had done his. <laughs> no, I haven't Mike done White. mine. Who's um, your rookie of the year not playing well, for the Cowboys? 
after three weeks, I was probably going to go Carson Wentz. And I, I could maybe still make mm. a case for him, but I'm going to take him out. Jordan Howard was on my list, but Who? I'm going to give some love to the O-line. <laughs> I'm going to go right tackle at the Titans, Jack Conklin. Oh, yeah. Mike, if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know that you have one of the biggest Jack Conklin fans anywhere right here. So I'm all in for that. Indeed. That's a great pick. Well, you look at why they, tra- they traded up, didn't they? Because they, they wanted to get um, help in the rushing game and... He gives good protection to the quarterback as well. And you think about the way um, they've managed to get DeMarco Murray playing. As we know, DeMarco Murray can play. Third-ranked running running back at the moment in the league. Uh, For me, Conklin gets it all day long. And do you know what? Laramie Tunsil is also in with a little bit of a shout. Since he kicked into guard for the Miami Dolphins, he's been brilliant. It just shows that if you smoke weed through a gas mask, it won't affect your career that badly. Uh, (laughs) Moving on to the next award. It is the Surprise of the Year. People are going to hate this music by the end. Uh, So... So, yeah, this is totally open to interpretation. What's been the most surprising thing about the 2016 season to you, Mike White? Well, the surprising thing that shouldn't be the surprising thing, and it shouldn't be surprising to any of us, and it certainly shouldn't be a surprise to Pete Cowell and the Seattle Seahawks, if you throw Jimmy Graham the ball, and if he's fit, (laughs) Jimmy Graham makes catches and Jimmy Graham makes plays. Who knew? Jimmy Graham. I did. (laughs) I believed in Jimmy Graham, it, considering he's backing up Tyler Eifert in all of my fantasy leagues that that, uh, that were drafted, that were not keeper leagues. I believed in it, uh, the Mike White. I totally did. Yeah, it has. To be fair, Ollie has been on the Jimmy Graham bandwagon the whole time. Um, hmm. I never, I don't think I ever disbelieved in Jimmy Graham, but I think I disbelieved in his ability to fit into the Seahawks' offense, and they fixed yeah. that this year and, and become much more open and. Partially that's down to Russell Wilson's injury, actually forcing him to be a better under-centre quarterback. And actually, in terms of surprise MVP, Russell Wilson was the other person who kind of entered my thought process because of what he's managed to do with those injuries. Mm. If he now plays like he did on Monday night for the rest of the season, he could be in there. Um, My surprise of the year is, quite simply, the top of the NFC. Both of last season's championship sides now have losing records and have had horrible starts to the year, neither of which I predicted would have a drop-off, anything like that they've had. You know, okay, the Panthers are rallying now, they're up to 3-5, and five, but the Cardinals look a shade of the side they did last season. And the teams you've got leading at the moment are the Falcons and the Cowboys with a rookie quarterback drafted outside of the first round. You know, nobody predicted that going into the season they are the current Super Bowl favourites and it's stunning to me and so that was my biggest surprise looking back over the first nine weeks Uh, I'd like to uh, give a couple of mentions Um, the Buffalo Bills defence I think they've been a bit of a surprise that hodgepodge of of guys that have come together and actually played really well uh, Mm -hmm. for the first nine games Uh, DeMarco Murray I didn't expect him to go into Tennessee and and uh, do as well as as he has. He's second in the in rushing yards, eight hundred and seven so far. Some in the air as well. Uh, another person, Devontae Freeman. I didn't believe it that it, that he would translate it because he had a poor end to last season. But that's come through this, the, the beginning of this season. But there's only one person. This is the biggest surprise out of it all. And even his own mother didn't believe in him. That's Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon <laughs> has. <laughs> He has the most amount of rushing touchdowns. He has the most amount of all-purpose touchdowns. That's 9 and 11, respectively. He didn't have a touchdown at all last year. He was rubbish last year. He's third on on, uh, the rushing uh, yards table. 
he's been absolutely brilliant. I am. I know, Will Gavin, that you you have your reservations, but I'm all in on Melv Go- Melvin Gordon. Um, Melv Gordon, Melv, him Mel- and Melv, Melvy. Uh, well, I did predict <laughs> Melvy I, baby. I, uh, Melvy G. I did pre- predict that he would be at the uh, San Diego Charger during one of the. Uh, well, I think it was last year's uh, draft. Uh, the last time that I was correct. Sad, a sad, sad time. So just to go through the awards we've done so far, MVP, I'd say Matt Ryan was the consensus. Matt Stafford, the surprise contender. Rookie of the year. A few different shouts, but I'm giving it to Joey Bosa because he was my pick. Uh, and I think Ollie Melvin Gordon classifies as the surprise of the year. Well done, sir. Ooh, well done, sir. Thanks, thanks uh, Let's make this one a nice, quick, short answer. Who is going to be... The first head coach to be fired, not called Gus Bradley. Who do you think it'd be, Will? Uh, Jeff Fisher, and it shouldn't even be close. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but does anyone else have anything else? It should be, but it won't be. I've got Todd Bowles. Oh, poor Todd Bowles. Yeah, no, uh, but come on. Look at uh, what's happening with them at the moment. The problem is he was thrown into quite a difficult situation. They spent a lot on free agents last year. Hmm. They've never built through the draft. There's a real problem with squad building there. I don't dislike Todd Bowles as a a coach. And I think he's someone who, if he gets sacked this year, will go on and have success at another team in the long term. I think he's got the nous. I'm backing Bowles for future success. No, and and I was I was on board with him, and I, and I agree with you. I, st- I still think he can be a successful head coach. But you look at the Jets at the moment, from what they were last year to this year, and I know the fit, I don't think the Fitzpatrick situation in the off season helped. Um, but they're a three and six team. Um, their pass defense is, is leaky as anything, um, and offensively it's anemic. So and when it comes down, it comes down to it. It will come. It will come to him in the end. He dropped the anemic bomb. Incredible. Uh, we, 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 <laughs> so, I know. I tried to avoid it, and I kind of. I liked it. Though. Was drawn to it. Um, I'm just. Uh, I'm dropping you guys a, uh, a a picture right now. Whilst we're all sat in the warm enjoying doing our podcast, I just want you guys to check your Twitter DMs uh, and see who's just popped up on my screen while we continue to talk about this. Ollie, did you have anyone else you'd like to throw into well, the mix? I, I this think one? I think both of those are outstanding, Jeff Fisher and uh, Todd Bowles. Uh, uh, an outside bet, and if it continues to go bad for this team. I think they've reached the end with this particular coach, and that's Marvin Lewis of the Bengals. Um, if they don't get to the playoffs, he should go. Ooh, so it's an interesting one. It's a good one. I'm giving it to Jeff Fisher. <laughs> well, no, you're right. You're right. I agree yeah. with you. But yes, right. Moving on then. Uh, yeah, he's more likely to be given a ten-year contract before he gets sacked. Oh, it's so ridiculous. When we were talking about the idea, he was going to get extended at the start of the year, and the idea that Jared Goff won't play until the Rams fall from contention. Said we're going to weave the news in, Ollie. That's a little bit of news that it. came out over the last couple of days. Uh, it shows you were listening because I already did that. So did I, drop that in. But but all I'm saying is, you know, so Jared Goff should have started playing two weeks ago, then, right? Uh, yeah, Could yeah, have yeah, said yeah, week right. two. Yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now, I want you to time code this because I'm going to have to be bleeping a lot during this one because this one is the seven and nine bull awards. I'm going to open up with this one. Um, I really wanted to look beyond the nonsense at halftime before the game on Monday and the nonsense afterwards as well, because that was some true seven and nine bullshit from everyone involved, from the referees, from 
Rex Ryan call like from Richard Sherman to go and call out Rex Ryan on the sideline for Rex Ryan to then react to that to Pete Carroll to then react to that to, to Sherman tweeting out pictures of him getting his hand on the ball get over it you've got the win you've got a Super Bowl ring these poor people in Buffalo have suffered for long enough just get over yourself Sherman but then we had Mo Wilkinson with his massive contract missing his own birthday party at the Jets what a bastard how, that is how has he true. done that he just didn't fancy it so if you've not seen this story I've not seen this story so both Mo Wilkerson and um, Sheldon Richardson both were benched for the first quarter of the Jets uh, last this past weekend ridiculous for, for missing team meetings and for being consistently late to practice they got benched for the first quarter and then it emerged later that Mo Wilkerson not only missed uh, was only late for practice but then didn't turn up for a defensive team meeting at which they'd bought him a birthday cake and he didn't show up wow Mo Wilkerson's a, a, like, a, a, like a, you know, so they, 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 people really have to put some thought into that. You know, when it's somebody's birthday in the office, and like they bring in their own treats or whatever. I don't think that's how they do it at the BBC, but it's like been everywhere that I've worked recently. It's like the idea is you bring in your own stuff on your birthday, then everyone has one day they have to spend every year instead of trying to do collections all the time. But no, yes. they have really gone out for the guy who's got this huge contract on their defence. They've thought about him. They've bought him a birthday cake, what flavour he wants, what allergies he has, and then he doesn't turn up. What a prick. So he's basically the opposite of Yaya Toure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I, I've now just received that picture. As yeah. have I, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Richard Graves in a very empty stadium of light for the Checker Trade trophy in the freezing cold northeast. It just made me giggle. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you're you're contender 21s. for the hashtag BBB. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, he should be right up there. Mike White, who deserves the seven and nine bull seven and nine bull award as far as you're concerned? That oh. is seven and nine bull where do you start where do you finish with this one so I'll go quickly I've got you can stick with the Rams Lance Kendricks that drop on the goal line against the Panthers when they were 10-0 down in the fourth quarter that's 7-9 and nine bull the Boswell Rabona ridiculous 7-9 <laughs> and nine bull um, the, the Panthers defensive backfield there they are giving it all the big and, and you know we're saying well we don't need Josh Norman we're going to stick to our principles guess what you do need Josh Norman 7-9 and nine bull right there but I'm going the Rams backfield how do you turn Todd Gurley into absolutely nothing into Wally Hunter ridiculous seven and nine bull right there I'm going Rams but hey it fits I like the, I like the way you've been reading my Tuesday morning touchdown piece on gridiron uh, hyphen magazine because that's basically what I said sorry uh, no 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 I didn't nick it from that no it no, was, no. I'm know, just saying I, I like it, it. It's, it's like an it's like an homage it's nice thanks for reading pal oh well no, you didn't really I'll leave you a lot to sort this out oh you didn't read it oh no I did read it oh that's a bit awkward just um, didn't nick it no 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 you, I know you didn't nick it it's an, uh, hey I'm not having a go whoa <laughs> whoa calm down ladies Ollie, uh, Ollie left me a really nice note at Wembley by the way last week to thank me for helping him out he's so kind and th- considerate thanks mate he doesn't yeah, it doesn't bail out on people when he arranges to meet them, does he, Ollie? I don't know. No. <sighs> you don't do that, do you? Wow. What a nice, what a nice human being Ollie is. Never, <laughs> never stirs the shit. Never does anything <laughs> wrong. Brilliant, Ollie, as always. Thanks, How did you arrange to meet someone, Will, and not turn up? This is unbelievable, uh, <laughs> Ollie. Who for you deserves to win the seven and nine bull award? So awkward. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, there's there's two candidates. But they come under the same umbrella. 
Okay. It is. Don't leave us in suspense, Ollie. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And specifically, offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach Nathaniel Hackett for ruining Blake Brussels and not doing anything to help him. He's been shit. He's been seven. They're worse than seven and nine bullshit. They're about four and 12 bullshit because of him <laughs> and I, love I love the way you had to do the, the little calculation uh, <laughs> uh, I really you did you can hear the well. cogs wearing I was about to go four and nine I was like oh no I can't do that but that guy Nathaniel Hackett hang your head in shame shame, shame. I need the shame the shame, shame was so good last time shame. they have been have that the bad they could end up four and nine <laughs> but just give it up just yeah just get rid of three games Oh, good. Um, I don't know who deserves to win this one most. I think everyone who's been mentioned deserves to win seven and nine bulls. So we're just going to give it to everybody. Do you you know what kind of decision that is? That is seven and nine bulls. There you go. That's exactly what that was. Shame. (laughs) Uh, Shame. Right. We now get to the Mike White section. Shame. Shame. Sorry, I like that too much. So does Mike White. The Mike White section. These are the ridiculously named awards that Mike White sent me as suggestions. So we're going to run with them. Uh, you mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they, uh, these, this, a lot of these people that we've talked about probably fall into this next category as well. But it's the Dennis Green Memorial. They are what we thought they were. Award. No music. Fine. Just say. Oh, sorry. Again. Yeah, I was reading the <laughs> award. <laughs> I forgot that that's my job. Well, Mike, this is was your award category or one of, so uh, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, well, this obviously is in homage to uh, Dennis Green, as you said. He, uh, we lost him uh, earlier this year. Um, I'm going to put a couple of honourable mentions: uh, Demarco Murray and Le'Veon Bell, because they're doing exactly what we knew they could they could be and and, and are, and they're doing it. But I'm going to put the well, Kansas Le'Veon City. Well, Bell chi- hasn't scored a touchdown so far this season, so. Yeah. Is, is, is he doing what we thought he would be doing? What, tearing it up, yeah. scoring loads of Th- touchdowns? Like, Th- I mean, 39, 39 yards in, in the first three quarters, or whatever it was, 69 yards sorry, against the Ravens. Is, is he doing Is he doing that, Mike White? The Mike doesn't White? Feel no, like he doesn't feel no, like he Do you know why? Do you know why? No. You know why? No. Because he shouldn't have been on that. I was writing that for another category. Ignore oh, that. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. DeMarco Murray. Can we, can we edit that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> Wrong list. I have jumped an award here for the sake of. I have jumped an award here for the sake of fluidity from the last award. Uh, so that is what the Mike White has done. To, Sorry, to try and justify it for him. Incredible. He was supposed to be. He's supposed to be on the I'm on board category, which we will well, come to. Well, you're on we board. Get to that as well. You're on board him because what? He's got no touchdowns. This, uh, wait, no. we've done that. Shush. Sorry, move on. Carry on. So I'm who going, are who you thought they were? <laughs> I'm going Kansas City Chiefs. Because look at what they're doing: sixteen and two in the regular season. Yeah, good on defense. You've bought, into, run. The, you've bought into the Matt Phillips hype here. No, no, I'm fine. I like the can. Uh, well, yeah, I have, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to sing the praises. I am going to sing the praises. They, they feel the Kansas City Chiefs fans feel, feel as though they're not getting enough love. Uh, so I'm going to give them give it to them. Um, low turnovers, this scoring points, good on defense. Um, 16 and 2 in the regular season Kansas City Chiefs for me they are what we thought they were why is Mike White chanting go on Mike how disappointing 
can't do it. Can't do it. If Sam Quick, uh, of this parish, who is now in the jungle, can chant, and you can't, you're an absolute disgrace. In fact, that is something that we do need to mention very quickly. I have never watched Celebrity Jungle before in my life, but as a friend of the show is now going to be on it, we need to get people voting for our friend. That's that's true. I think we'll have a our reach is so wide that we will have a great. <laughs> She's going to win it, and we are going to be the reason. That's exactly it. <laughs> and uh, she will never come on our show ever again. <laughs> oh, because she'll be too Billy Big Bollocks. No. Um, <laughs> Let's. Uh, so, um, who did you go with, Mike? I can't even remember Kansas anymore. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Tom Chiefs. <laughs> That's why we got Tom Hawk. I remember. Wow. Um, wow. I, look, I, I, this is all just harkening back to Mike White's Alex Smith regret, and this is the only reason <laughs> he's picked him. He he misses that bang average quarterback play in san francisco and that's why he's picked them i have gone with the indianapolis colts they have the same horrible general manager the same underperforming head coach and yet again they're horrendously underwhelming shock horror like we should have known this is exactly what was going to happen with the colts this year and it's what's happening again and okay i know they got a great win in green bay last weekend well, but that's that's we'll what we expect that in a minute. but that's yeah. what we expect isn't it andrew luck to bail them out and they just get away with it so that the guys keep their jobs for another year they're an absolute disgrace indeed if anyone deserves the shame it is jim ursay yeah um yeah shame <laughs> just get one though <laughs> Ollie who would be your uh, they are what we thought they were uh, Tom Brady the Patriots the Browns the 49ers for <laughs> various levels of brilliance and sh- fine that's uh, I like Ollie's answer best I'm taking that Ollie one. wins uh, Ollie wins this one um, let's now it's jump it's not back about winning guys the, it's about taking part um, yeah okay it's about being vaguely amusing and talking about football let's do the Bobby the Brain Heenan not so memorial award for comparing ice cream that was the the wrong button (laughs) comparing ice cream to horse manure award for the one standout player in a team full of crap Mm. I did kill Bobby the Brain Heenan off in this when I first suggested it, didn't I? Forgetting that's that he's not. Why I say, that's yeah. why I made it not so memorial award. Um, yeah. And the reason that I've rolled into this one next is a man I considered for the surprise MVP. In the traditional sense, the single most valuable player on a single team. There are other three wins uh, before this weekend, all came with fourth quarter comebacks. And he almost did it against the Jags in London as well after he finally shook off the horrendous pre- play calling. It is, of course, and Andrew Luck. He is a top three quarterback in a bottom five team. Yeah. 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 It's not mine, but yeah. Okay. What's yours then, Mike White? Uh, well, I nearly went 49ers with DeForest Buckner, but then I <laughs> okay. thought it's I, I can't go 49ers because it's too much of a homer pick. So I'm going Gerald McCoy. 13 tackles, 4 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, and bearing in mind against the Atlanta Falcons, 461 yards they gave up, but he managed uh, 3 tackles, a sack, and a forced fumble in there. He is the pot of caviar on a plate full of ocean sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) I, I think my only problem with that for the Buccaneers is that they've got a couple of players in there who are... It's one of those frustrating teams who haven't been built well top to bottom. But actually, you've also got Mike Evans there. You've also got Levante David there. You've also got Alteron Werner, all of whom are proper superstar players. Um, you know, 
but Gerald McCoy is outperforming everyone at the moment. So I accept why you've given it, but I don't agree. Okay. Ollie Hunter, your uh, your standout player on a team full of crap. It's a real prior. <laughs> oh, the poor Browns. But he's been brilliant. Be they, they, okay, they do have. Is it um, Danny Shelton, the, the offensive line guy? Offensive um, line, yeah. Yeah, him. He's been pretty good. Um, but Terrell Pryor's been brilliant. And there was that game where he threw a pass around and ran um, and, and caught a load of stuff as well. He's been the only bright spark on an 0 9 team. I think, really, that's as far as you can go with it. Fine. I'm not going to decide who should win this award because I feel like I keep giving it to my people. Ollie, who do you think should win this award? Uh, what, remind me what they were again. Look, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, particularly after his DeForest amazing Buckner. comeback at the weekend. Not DeForest Buckner. He ended up Gerald going McCoy. with Gerald McCoy and you had your one, Terrell Pryor. I, I, think, I think it's Andrew Luck. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kel who would have thought? Uh, uh, only a couple more awards to do and then we'll go through the ones that people have sent in on Twitter this is the final one of the ridiculously named Mike White Awards I'm on board the blank train brackets not the J train awards there is a different music you could use for this one Ollie it's a certain bandwagon tune because this is the player or team that you have jumped on other than J-H-I-A uh, London sorry <laughs> I apologise London Ball J-H-I-A I quite like this because that is a bandwagon that we have all been <laughs> prescribed by NFL UK that we have to talk about at all times otherwise they won't let us go to the Super Bowl do, anymore do you know what's funny London other Bond. people are now picking up on the fact that he's forever known <laughs> by NFL UK who by the way I don't understand their hashtag not their hashtag do you know their their, their Twitter handle um, alright it's not their Twitter handle their Twitter name you know you've got a Twitter handle you've got a Twitter name it, I, guys look it up don't get it but it, now everybody else is starting to call him London's Jay Ajayi but in a sort of, sort of semi-ironic <laughs> way which I quite like so Ollie <laughs> is there a bandwagon that you are on that you have jumped on throughout this season well, um, there were obviously Jimmy Graham, but that was kind of from the beginning of the season, and I've already mentioned it. Uh, I quite like. I've jumped on the Vic Beasley um, transforming Atlanta's pass rush bandwagon. He was brilliant last weekend. His bull rush is so impressive for a guy who wasn't yeah. that powerful coming out. I really like him. Um, so Vic Beasley, I'm also jumping on a bandwagon as we as we speak. There we go. Um, because I believe that Hello. the Carolina Panthers will make the playoffs. Yes! Whoa. Three and five. They were two and five. But I believe in the Panthers. That's the bandwagon I'm currently riding, guys. Wow. That's a big one. It's a big old bandwagon. That's a big one. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, it's going to take, take some miles to get to the front as well. All right, mate. <laughs> that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks. The, the, the wheels are wobbly at the moment. Way to bring a guy down. <laughs> it's a ship that's being righted, written. Yes. Uh, I, to speaking of Vic Beasley, this one was easy. It is the Atlanta Falcons. I've always had a soft spot for the Falcons. Like, in their successful years, kind of 08 to, uh, to 2012, 
I think it's the thing I love an underdog and they've been a bad team historically so it was kind of a shame to see them revert to type under Mike Smith in the first year with Dan Quinn but they are so fun to watch and not just on offence I love Keanu Neal their new safety as well um, oh he could be a, 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 a rookie of the year candidate because he's been brilliant actually yeah Certainly, in theory, it's, look, when I go back and I rewatch the games after on like a Monday morning, when I've got back in from work, I'll rewatch say two or three of the games in their full two-hour version, uh, and the Falcons is almost always the first one I put on if I haven't already watched it in full because they're just so much fun to watch. So that's my one. I know it's an obvious one, but that's my one. I like it, Mike White. What's yours? No, I like that. Falcons were on there for me as well. I, I had. As an honourable mention, Dak Prescott, because there's all this talk, Tony Romo, should he come back in? There's no controversy for me. It's Dak all the way, so I'm on board with him, but that's an honourable mention. And this will only make sense, depending on whether you've edited out my little faux pas earlier or not, but the guy I went with... (laughs) Um, and it'll teach me to get a bigger notepad next time. Um, <laughs> if you keep it in, it's fine. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Staying in, man. <laughs> That's fine. Well, no problem. And in that case, Le'Veon Bell, who was supposed to be, or was written next to my I'm on board with him, because I think the quality that Le'Veon Bell's got, he will still find that, and he will still boost that uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, running game, because at the moment it's not happening. They're well, I not think getting with, over um, 100 yards a game, but Le'Veon Bell, for me, I am on board that he can still be top of the tree come the week 17 with big ben back that will mean that teams are big more ben frightened back. big ben back um i don't think the, the ravens were frightened of big ben last week but actually this week teams should be frightened of big ben being back love <laughs> whoa so many bees uh, so <laughs> many bbbs yeah say that when you're drunk but that will then leave room for uh on bell to to run into so i kind of yeah i quite like that i like that I like like that. that. I like it a lot. And at least that answer now actually makes sense. Shall we go on to some of the Twitter uh, ones that we have been suggested? Are we not? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, one of them One of them will finish on the last one. Uh, I, uh, the Falcons are the, are the best train to be on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, so starting off with the list of one, uh, I'm trying to remember who they came in from. That's the problem. So I'm stalling right now. But we'll start off with the first one. Funnily enough, this one came from a Packers fan. You'll be uh, unsurprised to know. Worst play caller in the NFL. These are quick fire ones. They can be single, uh, single answer ones. Who would be the worst play caller in the NFL? I'll go first. Mike it's the guy that's well it's definitely Mike McCarthy but apart from that it's the guy who called for the punter or the kicker um Justin Tucker called for Justin Tucker to um throw a pass when he should have kicked a field goal to take the lead against Washington and the ball um, was thrown into the end zone I think for Dennis Pitter and it hit uh, one of the Washington defenders helmet Uh, if they'd taken the lead then with a field goal that would have changed the game completely and in the end the Ravens lost the game it was a ridiculous call uh I, uh, I'm in my direction with this. I think uh, this, the answer is in the question. It should be called the Mike McCarthy Award. Anyone fancy Doug Peterson, though, for all those fourth down calls at the weekend against the Giants? Yeah, I mean, two of them, whether we're in field goal range, weren't they? Yeah, I could, you could put him on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not um, mine. But, but it is yeah. Mike McCarthy, you're right. Because it, the amount of times he goes for it on fourth down and fks it up. Uh, sorry, uh, I'll try and code that. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, a little so bit of this on me. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <Lord. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember Shane. if he's finished his answer now. Can I talk now, or is he still answering? No, you, you do your answer. <laughs> you do your answer. I wish Shane. I could say down, but I'm not there. <laughs> I'm going Steelers special teams coordinator Danny Smith after that Boswell Rabona. Now, I appreciate it was Boswell who completely fluffed his line. Boswelled it. He Boswelled it, but the fact that it was cold and he had to, and he ended up fluffing it, I'm putting Danny Smith on there. Um, Dreadful. Tom Knight sent one in. The Ryan Fitzpatrick Award for Daylight Robbery of a Contract. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, I like this one. I'm go- Do you know I'm going Malik Jackson? <gasps> oh, poor Malik. 13 tackles and one and a half sacks. Is that what $90 million gets you these days? I uh, I kind of fancy Mo Wilkerson just because he missed his own birthday party again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, obviously Brock Osweiler is the most high profile. Oh, 100%. But- the, the Brock Osweiler hate is rife on uh, the, from this side of the podcast anyway. It's definitely Brock. Great but I thought we But I thought we were doing the not other than Brock Osweiler sort of... Well, no, we do, and nobody other nobody other this one. This was a list okay. one. And so... That would be. <laughs> it was so obvious. Mike White thought that someone had <laughs> obviously not... Uh, other than Brock Osweiler award, that's incredible, Mike White. I was I was banking on not being asked first and guessing that someone else would have done Brock Osweiler. So I thought I'd that's throw right. Malik Jackson under the bus. Malik Jackson's a good one. A Ollie, any, any other suggestions other than Brock? No, Big I can't. Bang. I can't see beyond Brock. Um, Tom Marshall suggests the Fu Ref Award, um, but also then gives it to Travis Kelsey. I rewatched that earlier. It's so funny. I think he deserves not a fine but a medal for throwing that uh, flag in the air. Um, this is one for you, Ollie. Specifically, Robert Cop suggests Kit Watch winner. Oh, the, the baby blue. It's a hundred percent. It's the baby blue. I just, I love it. It makes me feel happy when I look at it. Uh, Mike, is there anything you prefer to the baby blue? No, no, I'm liking that. I was loving the amount of blue we had in that game on uh, on Sunday. No, I wasn't liking the kit clash on kit no, watch. No, no, it was all right. It was nice for me because I'm moving house next week, so it was it was kind of like going to um, to B and Q and looking at the paint samples and, and just checking out. I thought, yeah, that'll work in the spare room. <laughs> Bit of baby blue in the spare room. I like um, it. Get a I, get a, a, a bolt across it as well. Maybe what? that's what Sherry's doing with the uh, with the. I thought you meant right on now. the door. It's like it's not that kind of room. Uh, right. Sorry. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> what, what are you looking for? Like a like a dark room with red lights. Bit of a dungeon. <laughs> oh, you went there. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. You're a disgrace. Yeah, a lot of you. you really are. Uh, Nick Boyd suggests the worst refereeing decision of the year award. I, I think that before this weekend, there was probably a few debatable answers to this, but I think you'd struggle to find a worse refereeing balls up than that of halftime of the Monday Night Football game. Yeah, fair shout. Yeah, you yeah. could probably just say all of them, because um, the amount of flags we're seeing now, every single call is getting right on my wick. <laughs> yeah, was it the Raiders? Um, was it a couple of, couple of weeks ago, penalties against the, oh, and, against the Bucks, but the, and they still won. But yeah, you're right, ridiculous. Get a grip. Actually, the the thing, all officials. It's been said on other podcasts, but the whole um, not being able to celebrate thing. It's taken the fun out of the game. Yeah, it has. Get out. I'm, I missed. I missed the days of. Um, the mobile phone under the, was it Joe Horn with the mobile phone under the the, the pad for the New Orleans T. Saints? T O certainly did it. Yeah, yeah. T O did it. They had the the pen. Remember the the rowing boat one just after the Minnesota Vikings love boat. Steve Smith for the Panthers did it to mock uh, Mike Tyson the love boat incident. We need those back. We need bring back fun. We need T O to go or someone uh, who who could do it. Who's really uh, like Richard Sherman? 
do, uh, a pick six and then going to the centre of the Dallas Star and taking a dump. That's what we need. <laughs> Something like that, right? Um, <laughs> or going. Oh, actually, this is perfect. This week in Foxborough, he can run up to the guys that that uh, shoot the guns and just slap them all across the face and going no. Um, <laughs> big T. Sorry, I went a bit it's, off there. Yeah, it's fine. Glad <laughs> <laughs> we all brought that back on track. <laughs> big T has said the weirdest come from behind or surprise victory, also known as the Trump Award. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But okay. we also didn't like it. Um. Yeah, clearly. Um, I think the Dolphins beating the Steelers. I know the Dolphins have improved a lot since then, but how much of a shock was it when that happened? Ah, do you know what it could be as well? The Bills putting a bagel on the Patriots. That's it. That's it. That's the bit. Yeah. No, but we all liked that. Yeah, we did all like that. It needs to be one we don't yeah, like. Yeah, it's one that we that we dislike. Uh, have the Seahawks come from behind against anyone? I think we all agree that we hate that team right guys guys oh yeah yeah i don't mind yeah, i'm on board with mind. that i don't mind the seahawks a- any cowboys no. any cowboys Pe- win yeah no i'm cow- i'm on board on the seahawks one pete carroll needs it that uh, i ranted last time i'm not going to do it i ranted last year about pete carroll and chewing his gum i won't do it this year yeah i'm with you let's do seahawks F- off seahawks oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are a disgrace ollie hunter an absolute <laughs> disgrace just because um, the game was was actually that poor but because we were there we were there and it was twickenham and everything else what about the giants coming back i know it was only 10 nil down but i'm going to put that one on there just because no you can't put it on there nfl uk what? won't allow it they're, li- <laughs> they're listening <laughs> we, must uh, be positive this is uh the the um the <laughs> these are the views of mike white from the bbc not necessarily hit the views of bbc <laughs> uh, and definitely not the views of the gridiron show i'd like to point that out uh, we loved the twickenham game it was wonderful uh, at one true ben tweeted asking man with the biggest hands in relation to ollie award Oh, it's obviously Paxton Lynch. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. If you've, if you've never seen that picture, they are incredible. Um, uh, and, and we've got to finish on this, obviously. This is the big award of the night. This is the best film. This is the uh, what's it, <laughs> album of the year, band of the year. What do they give at the end of the uh, Emmys or whatever? This is suggested by Mike White, suggested by Ollie Hunter, suggested by Tom Knight on Twitter as well. The at will gav Billy Big Bollocks Award for biggest Billy Big Bollocks in the NFL. Hashtag triple B. <laughs> well, biggest apart from Billy obviously. That's not called Big Ben. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, c- I couldn't carry it on. I couldn't carry it on. I wrote Bill my Belichick. ass down for this, and I said, "Well, it's me, obviously." Ah, uh, you're an absolute disgrace. <laughs> he had to put himself on there, didn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He did. Apart from you, Will Richard Graves um, has put himself on there, and he's not even here. You mean RG One? RG One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quite like that. Not heard Other it, than the obvious ones, because Ollie and I. In- other than the obvious ones because Ollie and I entertain ourselves and mock you guys Cam Newton and his ridiculous outfits oh I like his outfits no you know the one with the was it the boater that he was wearing he looked like men should should dress like men play a real sport (laughs) like rugby league don't start with me there's no none of this fashion nonsense I'll bring up the fact that you bailed on me again Um, stop it oh it was Will was it (laughs) It was well, yeah. <laughs> do you remember the, the hat that he wore in the press conference? He looked. Do you remember the episode the of The fe- Simpsons, the, the monorail? Yeah. Mono- do you remember the monorail? Monorail. 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 It looked like the monorail salesman. 
<laughs> That's such a niche impression to do, but he, you nail it so well. <laughs> it's uncanny. Um, that was him, not me, by the way, I should say. A, a little bit of mine is, um, I feel a little bit like uh, Richard Sherman deserves this a little bit, just for his behaviour in going up to uh, Rex Ryan after half-time. Obviously, everyone was unhappy what happened. When he gets that pick and then walks up to the head coach of the other team and gets in his face, you know, how do you think you can get away with that sort of behaviour? You should have given him the ball. That would have been really funny. <laughs> yeah, see, I would have found that funny as well. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But to go up and give him some jaw and uh, just silly, just you, silly. Um, I quite, it's a, I quite like this as a as a Billy Big Bollocks, and it's Rob Gronkowski when he scored his 69th career touchdown, and he gave himself a little giggle. He said, <laughs> didn't, "Didn't he also say my mum loved it? My mum loved it, and it's my 69th." <laughs> touchdown <laughs> I think that's really funny <laughs> only he could really get away with that I think that's genius it needs a um, Sid James yeah 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 kind of laugh yeah. doesn't it Feel free to timecode this so I can drop it actually in there. But has everyone seen uh, when Rob Gronkowski is asked to say hello for German television yet? No. No. It's so funny. They basically get him to say guten tag, but he just can't. He goes guten tag, guten. Like he's just shouting it really wrong into the. And then he looks over at the guy and then shouts it again in exactly the same way he said it already. It's really funny. So do he we is need not to, a master of the German language. Do we need to put that in, or have you described? I'm gonna, I'll put, have you I'll described put it on the it end well of the podcast. I'm just going to drop it on the end as our. No, as, no, no. Yeah, like that. Okay. Uh, were there any more for any more on the Billy Big Bollocks? Um can throw you in again for a second time just to oh, throw me in at least three on. times it's the triple B after all oh sorry oh, yeah of course oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no <laughs> do you know what Bill Belichick for his Seattle nonsense yesterday as oh, well oh yeah yes <laughs> that also deserves a mention uh, Mike you won't have heard it we already played that bit of the press conference into the start of the show like I know Bill deserves to be uh, first name terms I know Bill deserves to be the you know seen as probably the best coach in the history of the NFL that doesn't excuse you from acting like a no no I, I didn't hear it at the start of the show obviously I did hear it earlier on someone sent the link to me and it was just ridiculous because he actually was being almost normal Bill for just about 30 seconds where he was answering a question about the letter and then he turned into grumpy Bill grumpy Again. Bill um, I think that rounds us off with the awards well done, guys. <laughs> Just a golf clap for you there. That's, that's exactly what was deserved of that. Uh, we, the only news we didn't get to is the fact that the uh, Minnesota Vikings are sticking with Blair Walsh despite, try, despite trying out every kicker who's been in the league in the last five years and still has two legs. Um, and we should probably uh, preview Thursday night football. Browns at Ravens? Any f- <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to? I think the Browns are fun to watch. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, because they ship points. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Ship, I, that was. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I didn't time code okay. it. Don't worry, man. Good. Um, okay. Look, I just. Is there is there any thought? Somebody did tweet us saying, "I think this is going to be the game the Browns win." Oh, I thought so as well. Uh, no, so I didn't. The, it wasn't me the, that tweeted. The, the Browns are that bad. Mike Wallace is going to scorch them for a, an NFL record 145-yard touchdown reception. 
<laughs> He's going to run it back the out of the end zone and then run it back again. Uh, yeah. Adam Barton tweeted saying, "Not hysterical. The guy is drunk. This week the Browns will get their first win." Uh, he also threw off some stats to us. Last weekend was Ravens' biggest win for nearly two years since December twenty eighth, two thousand fourteen. So they only won by what seven points, didn't they? And that's their biggest win in two years. 22 of their last 24 games have been decided by a score or less. So he's just saying the Ravens are, are teams that are played tight and he thinks this could be the where the Browns get their win. No. No. <laughs> not, <laughs> for the, not, not for me. Not for me. Excellent stuff. Well, Mike White, thank you very much for coming on and joining us for our mid-season awards. It was less organised than it's been in the past, but that's fine. Uh, Mike, we'll- why don't you come on more often? Is it because Will doesn't invite you? You, you don't ask me, yeah. He, well, he, he might invite me, but then he, he won't turn up for the recording of said podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, we wow. have um, we have production meetings at the beginning of every week, and I say let's yeah. get let's get Mike White on, and Will says yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'll get I'll get I'll talk to him about it. And uh, this is the first time this season. It's really weird. Well, like, it's nice to be on, guys. Thank you for asking me. And no one's buying you up production meetings for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, no, listen, bu- always a pleasure, fellas. Ollie's buggering off to America next week for like 10, 12 days. So I'm going to need some co-hosts during that time. Do you uh, know anyone? <laughs> <laughs> He can get his other BBB buddy, can't he, Richard Graves? RG1. I'm not Richard Graves on this show. RG1. Um, Even Gravesy. We'll see. All right, guys. Uh, otherwise, Ollie, any final thoughts? Uh, no. Superb. There will be a third podcast. Well, what about Mike White? Any final thoughts? Mike White, any final thoughts? Yes. Can I make one bold prediction? Oh, yeah, we were going to do bold predictions, weren't we, for the rest of the season, but I felt we were going long again. But very, <laughs> well, very quickly, it, was, it was simply that Bill Belichick... For the rest of the season. Bill Belichick will respond to one question with a straight answer before the season is out in a Superb. press conference. Ollie's bold prediction is already that the Carolina Panthers will go to the playoffs. Yep. I've already said that the, the, the Patriots won't lose another game this season. Uh, I don't think that's even that bold, but I did say it a few weeks ago, and I can't be asked to think of another one right now. <laughs> so there will be another podcast this week reviewing Thursday Night Football and previewing all of the weekend's games. Might try and get a couple of guests on for that one. Uh, you know, good guests. Uh, otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us at Gridiron. Uh, give us a, some love on iTunes, etc. as well. It all helps. We always love hearing from you. So thank you very much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show. Good day, morning, Morgan. Guten Morgen. Good day, Morgan.